0: Hey, what a great opportunity! I had to go sit down an in person interview right here in Utah, and we are so blessed to have vobev coming here. V o b e v is going to be coming to Utah. Uh, they're they just announced; it's really exciting. They're going to be making aluminum cans and filling aluminum cans all under one roof. And I got to sit down with Eric, who's their GM. Uh, it's it's really really quite innovative and exciting what's happening, bringing a ton of jobs here to Utah, and we got to do an in-person interview. Which, by the way, is being brought to you by our friends at Pack IoT. You can visit them at packiot.com. They allow packaging manufacturers to get real-time data, to get visibility into what's happening with their equipment, to uh, decrease downtime, increase throughput, increase productivity, and really empower frontline workers with, with data, so they can get better and know what's going on. So check them out at PACIOT.com. We love them and and are super appreciative of their partnership. So without further ado, an in-person interview, everybody, with Eric from FobEv. All right, well, let's get going. Eric, uh, so you know this is, since the pandemic, this is my very first in-person interview. (laughs)
1: Well that's awesome to hear. That's 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 great. And then you get a view. I know. As, as long as you got the podcast going.
0: I know. We're here <laughs> we're here in Utah, we're staring at I don't know what uh, mountain peaks these uh, are. Well
1: yeah, all I know is that's the University of Utah right there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah a- apparently
0: also so you know and i didn't know this either until uh, i moved here but somebody told me so dumb and dumber a lot of that movie okay. was filmed here was it yeah huh. and there are parts of downtown where it's like there's where their apartment was and there's where this <laughs> thing was and all that sort of I, stuff i
1: will watch that movie and i'll check that out yeah okay. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. been a while so ask some good. locals
0: here they'll yeah. point it all out yeah. so there's a ta- there's a restaurant right around here called pretty bird Okay. That serves like chicken, delicious chicken sandwiches. You got to check it out. All right. Anyway, uh, everyone's like already bored. They're like <laughs> 15 seconds, skip like, forward, skip yeah, forward. Get, uh, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I'm here with Eric Kutnahosky and I uh, practiced how many times? Four or five times. with your last uh, name?
1: Uh, yeah. Four or scale, five times.
0: scale of one to ten. How did I do? Eight.
1: Eight? Yes. All right, yeah, all right. Well, why don't
0: you, why don't you uh, just kind of give our listeners your, your name and. My what boy, is it you do? Right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I'm Eric Konowski. I am the general manager of Volbev, and uh, you know, it's it's honestly it's it's a dream job for me. You know, you, you get you get this opportunity probably once, if that, in your lifetime, and that's to help build a startup company from from zero. And uh, what does Volbev do? So we do aluminum cans. We make aluminum cans. We fill aluminum cans, and then we'll ship aluminum cans. Uh, new, definitely new to to the industry. There's a lot of can manufacturers out there today. There's a lot of can fillers, but there really isn't a whole lot of folks that put it under one roof. And we can say that we are the first in North America that, that do that. Um, again, going back, startup company. So uh, I was actually the second person that that actually was uh, was in Vobev, and then we've been able to build onto that and. I'm a people guy uh, if you go back through my history of of manufacturing um, I've always said that people are what make the business run um, and in my last job I had the opportunity to actually run a, a the training for the company a one billion dollar company and uh, that kind of tied it up for me you know you had I, I've had all these experiences with global companies and little companies and and uh, always said that people were important but there running the training program with my team you, you quickly learned that if people weren't on board or didn't understand you weren't going to be successful right so i really that that really helped me and to push people to the forefront and that's that's what volbev is is really concentrating on right now we have uh, we have a three value system safety quality and people and if you don't have any one of those you will not be successful right so you know so that that's a kind of a quick yeah that's cool overview of 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 what makes me tick and and where you know where we're going to go for as volvev
0: and so as we were talking before the call you are you're not new to the packaging industry are you but you correct but you are new to utah so uh we were talking about wisconsin and ohio so You know what? You mentioned you did training for this billion-dollar company. Mm -hmm. So what was? I mean, I could probably just look on LinkedIn, but it's way more fun. (laughs) Uh, So what was your? What was kind of your history leading up to the move out here to Utah?
1: Yeah. So uh, so I'm a chemist by trade. So there's a there's a one for the tickler file. Uh, You know, a a chemist by trade, classic. So for everybody out there, you know, I'm I'm that classic guy. My senior year in college, I realized I did the wrong thing. (laughs) So, uh, but. I, was, I absolutely wanted to get out, I wanted to, to make some money to pay bills, right? I, I, had, I had college bills and all these other things, so I wanted to, to get out in the world, and I wanted to give the chemical industry a try, and I, I went out in the chemical industry, I, I caught on with a big company, um, and I didn't, I just, I w- wasn't a fit, I hmm. uh, wasn't a fit because the chemical industry, rightly so, very black and white very, very in a box, and I'm outside the box. I'm an outside the box guy, uh, like looking at things a little different way here or there from day to day. And you really couldn't do that in the chemical industry, and that was okay. Um, so I, I got out of that, went into manufacturing, and that's where I've been ever since. Uh, got into a small mom and pop place, and, and really kind of started to see manufacturing, Every everything from the CEO to the floor sweeper was in this 120,000 square foot building. So I got to learn all the different aspects, the sales, the marketing, you, you name it. It was a cool, cool opportunity. Uh, and then I went from there into kind of the global, big global packaging. Um, I, I learned, like being a chemist again, I, 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 I caught on to a company that really wanted to build me the way they wanted to build me. So I was perfect. I had, I had zero idea in, in plastic packaging. And they said, Eric, you're perfect. Come on in. Nice. Uh, so, which was actually pretty cool because uh, this particular company had a research and development lab right there in the building that, that I was stationed in, um, two-thirds scale pilot equipment of everything oh, that they awesome. had in North America. So it was, it was really a great opportunity. I got to actually learn there everything that I needed to know in the six to eight month time frame that they allowed me to learn. So I, I learned about laminations. I learned about flexographic and roto reverb printing. I learned about solventless and adhesive printing. I learned how to blow film. I learned how to uh, do quench film, you know, water quench film. It was just, it was an awesome, awesome opportunity. And then I, then they let me loose, and, and I went out and started my career in packaging. Um, and did some, you know, had some great opportunities to, to really take my playbook I was given a business unit and, and take my playbook as an engineer and go uh, not only in North America but throughout areas of the world and talk to people in manufacturing and say, "Hey, are we doing the same things if we're doing the same things, maybe we should look at something different so that we're not both doing the same things, and we can tackle things even quicker that way yeah um you know and then just again, learning with people that was just so cool going going to Italy or or France. Um, or, you know, Canada or something like that and, and, and seeing how those folks do things and really understanding kind of that, that the heartbeat of manufacturing uh, was, was really kind of neat. Um, as you can gather, I was doing a lot of traveling and I had a young family. And something had to give right and my job did right so that the, the we little, have that in
0: common the, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly we talked a little bit about that yeah so what uh, what was really neat though is that there was actually a customer of mine here in North America that uh, I was actually at a trial one of the last trials I was doing with them um, and and they said we need somebody like you Eric are, are you interested in joining us and I said well yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. So I actually went from making the packaging for food products to putting the food in the packaging for Oh, the products. nice. So which was kind of cool. I actually my mentor at the time said, "Man, Eric, take this and run with it because this is like you're going to be like the best of everything. So you've seen that whole packaging, making the film side of things, and now you're going to go learn the packaging equipment and how to make that food and, and all these other things. And you're just going gonna to be a rounded individual for whatever you want to do in the future. Yeah. And, and it truly was. That was a great opportunity for me uh, to go and, and learn that food side. I came in as, a, as really an engineering manager uh, working with the supply chains of that company. There really wasn't a lot of, of packaging, uh, uh, packaging groups there, really. So I, I was building those, working with, with supply chains with uh, operations with engineering with the, the, the food side of the business the the food scientists and um, you know and then just kept getting other opportunities i went uh, project management did a lot of project management and and ran the project management there for a while and then you know the last the last couple of years there i never saw this one coming you know, I, ha- I had the opportunity to actually run the food group okay so which is you know, I'm, I'm a guy that likes mac and cheese and frozen pizzas, you know? I'm not a colonist. And, uh, you know, so it, it, it really brought things again kind of all around where, where I was helping these folks who knew way more than me, but I was helping them to understand how to run a project or how to say no the right way to those pecs, pesky sales folks <laughs> or, or how to interact the correct way with operations because we're all on the same team. You know, it was, it was a really great opportunity there. Um, and then I kind of doubled down on that, and I went back into the plastics industry for uh, five years, and uh, ran a business unit for uh, for a plastics company. And uh, you know, I I really I approached that job as as I as I did kind of at the end of my career at the food manufacturing site. I looked at the process, and how do we how do we get those processes better? How do you work with the people to get those processes better? Right. And uh, you know it was very rewarding. Um, you know, had a, traveling, going to three different plants in North America, working with those people, seeing how they did things, and then helping them to do things better. Uh, you know, doubling down on things. It was just it was a it was a great opportunity, and uh, you know something that, that again I learned from that almost mm-hmm. got me to Vobev. I, I was uh, had one more stop there in that company in training, which as we talked earlier was was kind of the bull. On my career at that point, because throughout that twenty-plus year career, we always talked about people being the most important part, and and running that training for that company with a with a team for those fifteen thousand employees or for, excuse me fifteen hundred employees was uh, was was again life changing. Right. Because. It it really shows you. Yeah, you know, I, I always said, well, you know, you, if you don't understand it, you're not going to be successful. But here you, you saw it. You were right. You were right on the forefront when somebody didn't understand it or they didn't get on board. You weren't going to be successful. Yeah. And, you know. So that was that was a great opportunity and experience for me. That then gave me the opportunity with Volbev. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I like to say with Volbev, you know, we have a, a 1.2 million square foot campus and all these awesome machines and all these other things in there but they're
0: just machines if we don't have the right people. It's time for our first break, and what a perfect time as Eric is here talking about this 1.2 million square foot facility and all these machines. And how those machines are nothing without people. Pack IOT wants to empower your people and to help you give them the data that they need to be successful each and every day. So as a reminder, go check out P-A-C-K-I-O-T. Dot .com let's get back to the interview that's cool and and the thing that i mean i think that what people who are outside of the packaging industry don't really realize and i have this conversation a lot is just how broad and robust the, the industry is you know what i mean you just described you went from you know you're talking about plastics industry and then you're you're working with food processing equipment and you know, automation equipment and you're, you're doing, but you've also got experience in gravier printing and flexo printing and it's laminates and solvents and all of these things all play into this, this industry. And I'm sure you'll be leaning and you have been leaning a lot on every facet, right? Mm-hmm. Like of, of your career yeah. for sort of this culminating point yeah. here in Utah at VoBev. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's pivot and talk here about about VoBev a little bit more because I had sure. reached out to you because I read the article on KSL yeah. uh, about about you guys coming in and had a couple people mentioned uh, to me just like how excited they were to have this. So when, when did you start planning or when was VoBev sort of dreamed up, sure. I guess, because it seems like your timing is absolutely perfect <laughs> <laughs> if you, if, I, if I could be totally transparent yep, tra- we get that a lot Yeah. <laughs> so
1: you know but and and you know we really wish we had the the tea leaves right but th- th- that's really not the case actually uh Vobav was was started in two thousand and nineteen, so uh there was all sorts of different ideas of what vobev would be um again, largely going back to the packaging side of things because you know hey packaging was it would it be would, it be, would it be plastics would it be paper would it be who knows what it, what, what it was gonna end up being? And through the course of, of looking through things and, and understanding what, what would work and what wouldn't, one of the, actually, folks that we were talking to said, why, why, did, why don't you guys look at aluminum cans? Hmm. And, you know, so the story goes, because I wasn't around at that point in time, the light bulb went off. And uh, we started then to, to investigate because we, we didn't, didn't really think about that. Uh, we started to investigate that whole aluminum can side of things, and uh, through through a process of of vetting and and this and that and the other thing, we ended up with with aluminum cans. But then there's a lot of aluminum can manufacturers today. There's a, there's a lot of fillers today, uh, but there's not a lot of aluminum can makers that fill. Right. And when we looked at then the whole process that's out there today in a lot of ways it's broken because you have your aluminum can makers that that make it in one part of the country and then they ship those cans to another part of the country for filling and then they ship those cans to another part of the country to be variety packed or final packed or whatever and then put to a distribution center and then go somewhere so if if we could take that that supply chain and shorten it and then do it all under one roof right well then you're cooking with gas yeah so that that was kind of how Bobev came to be, and then we started to look for the place. What what is where should Volbev go? What what does that look like? And uh, there was there was methods of the madness. Uh, you know, again, I wasn't there for those for those meetings, but uh, I've been told uh, there there aren't even any pictures really. So I've been told um, about how how it all happened, and you know, it was it was maps and, and pins and 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 then trips to go look at various places and and it really kept coming back to salt lake hmm. because salt lake has that that people infrastructure where where people really value education they really value the, the technologies uh, as seen by a lot of the technology right. companies that came right. to the valley um you know so that was exciting and then we're within the west coast right so we can ship and we can get our product to anywhere on that west coast pretty easily. Um, then, you know, we are looking for, for the site where we were close to an airport. We had rail access. We had uh, a highway access, so, and here it was. Here it was. Here it was. Man, so, yeah. So it's, your...
0: It is, uh, again, not being a, a Utahan native, um, it is really quite interesting just to see the explosion of commerce and business here and I remember talking with uh, a friend of mine who worked at at a large company here that had a had an office here like they're in New York and San Francisco and here and it was like well yeah it's the it's the it's the place where people from New York or San Francisco are sort of okay to relocate to they can typically save money on houses though mm-hmm. so that's becoming right. maybe less so yep. uh, but you know cost of living was lower there's mm-hmm. still a lot of year-round livability and yep. and as a company the point was made uh, like you just said about education yep. that it's a pretty highly educated populace yep. that you can choose from so um yeah that's that's awesome i did not realize that of all the places i didn't realize that Vobab was like it's Salt Lake City, that's, Yes, that's cool.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It was literally when I'm told through all the all the yarns that that uh, yeah, it came up that that when you looked at the map and the pins and everything, it was like, oh, yeah, this is this looks like a great place to go. So, and
0: even we have family in California, and even moving from Colorado to Utah to like, we just drove the other weekend down to Huntington Beach where my yeah. sister lives, and. You're not having not having to cross the rockies mm-hmm. is a really big deal right <laughs> just yep, yep. on in getting in a van and driving i would imagine when it comes to transporting you know large freight it's it's pretty advantageous too c- because i-80 if you if you've got to go kind of i-80 through wyoming mm-hmm. i mean that closes down pretty frequently in the winter yep. time yep. along with yep. i-70 yep And so being over on this side is sort of the gateway to the Western part of the United States, for sure.
1: Correct. And I I think the other cool piece to this is that since we're putting can making, can filling under one roof, we're actually taking a lot of those semis off the road because it's all, we're condensing that supply chain. So yeah, you're condensing the supply chain, you're getting the product out and you have access first and foremost to California but you have access to every place else utah oregon you know you you name it over here and then we can also we can go east if we want to sure but you know it really was let's let's see if we can we can find something that can that can help service the west coast because it seemed like at the time there was a need
0: so there it's pretty well known today and you know podcasts obviously age so maybe in a year or two years this conversation will be uh won't won't be as as true but I don't know how it's going to not be true but there's a there's a massive um, gap with aluminum cans where you have this this like booming need or desire or want for aluminum you know it's not just soda anymore mm-hmm. right. it's right. you know you're drinking a sparkling. I don't know what that is, but it's like sparkling a sparkling wine. water. Yeah, yeah so flavored wine. sparkling yep. waters are are huge. You've got craft beers mm-hmm. now are moving, yep. by and large, almost exclusively to cans. I mean, not entirely exclusively, but yep. away from glass. Yep. You've got even wine. Right. I mean, yep. uh, canned wine has become a big deal. So it just seems like a, a, you know water. Mm-hmm. You're saying like a, uh, who is it? Liquid death. You yeah, know, right. They went to they went to that. They've done a great job. So there's this huge uh, you know uh, demand for aluminum cans and it seems as though from my perspective the supply has really struggled to keep mm-hmm. up with it and, and it's not just the manufacturing of the cans it's people who are you know they're like we just got whatever can we could get and, and then yeah. slapped a shrink sleeve on it or slapped a label on yep. it or whatever it was yep. um, because that's all we just need to get our product out the door and right. that you hear that story yep. all the time so as you're as you're filling in that gap I mean I understand the the supply side of it right where it's like we make it and then we fill it under one roof mm-hmm. is 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 a is a massive advantage mm-hmm. I could imagine um, are you also kind of filling in that gap for the like the the mid-sized microbrewery who can't get on a on a print line. Like are you printing the cans? Yeah. Okay.
1: So, so so yeah, so it's a very the Vobeb business model is really built around the small to mid-sized customer. Okay. That that is exactly where we want to play. Um, and even in this in this crazy time, I mean it's it's more important now than ever because again be, with the can shortages um, you know, it's it's really squeezed those mid-sized and little guys out. The, the innovation that's out in the market today isn't nearly what it used to be because everybody's trying to consolidate their SKUs and and make sure that there's some product on the market. Right. Um, so VobEv, so even before the pandemic and before the can shortage, that was VobEv's business model of we want to help these folks, these, these businesses to get their product out there to get that on the shelf on a regular basis um, so that they can grow so that you know somebody else can look at that and be oh wow that's a great idea and and just it, everything goes from there uh, that doesn't mean that we aren't gonna look at the bigger guys too but that's really you know that that, that we're really gonna concentrate on that on that middle tier and the small guys and uh, and go from there
0: got it are you? Um, I didn't pick this up in the article. So is it? Is it uh, like wine and beer and spirits you can fill, or is it just non-alcoholic? Or where are you so guys yeah, at right now? Yeah,
1: great question. Uh, that's a lot of people are asking that question. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm uh, sure. Yeah. So, so we're going to start off with water, sparkling water, carbonated soft drinks, and energy drinks. So that's kind of that first tier that we're going through. We're going to fast follow. So in 22, we're going to go to also wines spirits and then heart seltzers okay so and then in the future there'll be the other things you know i got asked a couple times today about heart kombucha and yeah. and all these things and, and i i don't think there's anything that's not on the table really uh rtd coffees dairy all these different things at some point i think is definitely within our reach you know that big campus that we got is is there's a lot of room there so we can do all these all these things that that a lot of other folks have to go different places to do we can hopefully bring that all under one roof. Um,
0: yeah, where, so where is your campus located again? Is it Cam- out?
1: Campus is out at uh, 5600 West. So uh, literally, uh, what is it? It's, well, as you go out on 80 towards Tooele, uh, you will see the, the kind of that, those suites of uh, hotels, the airport hotels. We're right across the street from those okay at the, at the uh, 5600 west actually. got it
0: for those of you who are not from utah uh the street now the streets are all numbered in a grid here based on i think it's from at least in salt lake county i think it's from the temple, temple. right yep. yep um and then i'm not sure if it's that way with the other I'm, cities I'm, I'm still learning <laughs> and, and and Tuella Looks like it's it should be pronounced tule Tuley. Yeah, yes. that's how I pronounced it when I first yes. got here. So yes. there's all sorts of different Utah yeah, things.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. That We're
0: all we're all trying to figure out.
1: The, I mean, you can uh, you can see the uh, you can see Volbev when you take off in an airplane from Salt Lake City Airport. So when when you're going what is that when you're going to the south, when you're taking off and going south. You'll you'll basically fly over the building.
0: Got it. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. There was, I want to say, it was, it was an airport in Sydney, maybe. That uh, there was a big building. It was, I I believe it was Sydney. There was a big building that, as people were landing, they put "Welcome to Perth" yeah. on top <laughs> yeah, of it. Yep. yep. So yep. just an idea. You there's, know, you there's
1: there's discussion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. Yes.
0: Um, well, I I typically ask uh not every guest but a lot of guests like hey if there was if if you if you saw one problem in the packaging industry mm-hmm. what would it like what would that be and how would you solve it but you're already doing it mm-hmm. um i mean in terms of what what you know you, you've seen i would say you read the tea leaves correctly mm-hmm. and now here you are um but do you think your biggest hurdle is going to be um, keeping up with demand, or is it going to be customer acquisition?
1: I, I think for Vobev to be successful, it's going to be picking those customers. I, I I really believe that because again, we we launched in in Salt Lake and in Utah four weeks ago, approximately, and the the feedback has been outstanding. So so Utah, Salt Lake, thank you so much. It really you know because we we didn't know. We, we didn't know, and, and so we, we put it out there, and, and the response has been awesome. Um, but what it's really showed the VOBEV team is that, you know, we're, we're going to have all these opportunities, and which ones do we want to pick? Not that we, not that we don't want to pick the littler guy, or the, you know, that's not it. It's how can we fit the puzzle together so that we can be efficient, so that we can help our business model, so that we can then help more more customers. That's really, I think, the probably that that holy grail that we're going to be looking for. Um, outside of that, um, you know, I, I think everything else on it on that list is going to it's not going to be as as high as as that is that. Just making sure we have that that right customer base or the product base. You know, I guess <laughs> mm-hmm. is, is another way to look at it. You know, <laughs> making sure that that we're not going over our heads. Uh, on some things you know and get some like mega energy drink that nobody's ever done before and, you know and has some black box in it you know it, maybe we do that down the road and we we'd embrace that but right away we we probably want to want to hit the energy drink that that's pretty you know that's out there today and, right. and, and isn't doesn't have that black box in it do you
0: um, staying on that line here as you're you know you you've launched and you're mm-hmm. you're getting going um And maybe the thing that 's the, the the hardest thing right now or at least the most talked about is just like labor and people, so going all the way back to the beginning where you talked about the importance of people Absolutely. here in Utah, I know that that 's been for manufacturing companies one of their biggest struggles mm-hmm. has just been it 's not even finding qualified people it 's like just getting getting people to come work at a at a pay scale that is still enables you to do business, right? I mean, right. obviously, if you paid everyone $300 an hour, you'd have a lot of job applicants. Right. 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 Um, but it reminds me of there was a, um, I don't remember what company it was. It was a big company that was getting protested because of overseas labor. So they went and paid, just to prove a point, they paid everybody, whatever it was, $8 an hour, mm-hmm. um, which was double what, like, lawyers and doctors made in that town. Yeah. And they almost crippled the economy. So it was, sure. it was like, yep. Okay, so I mean, you know, obviously it's it it's I don't know. It's just been a weird market. I think a weird labor market. How are you guys navigating that?
1: Uh, another great question. Uh, that's one we get asked a lot. <laughs> like, oh, you're a startup. You got you don't have anybody. How are you going to get all those people? Right. Um, you know, it really is is it, it comes down to empowering the people uh, and and believing in them. Um, you know, our our, our we're looking at, at the whole situation, you're right, oh my gosh, you know, we, we could pay gobs of money and get a ton of people or we can pay a great wage and get whatever people we get and that's kind of the approach that we're taking. Um, it's, it's interesting that from the, from the media buzz that we've gotten and the folks that we've hired for Volbev today already, good people find good people mm-hmm. and uh we we've been successful that way um it's it's again i find it incredible that that the utah valley by and large knows vobev uh, the folks that are that are in the manufacturing sectors know vobev and you know we we, we get continual bumps of people that say hey you know when, when are you hiring what when are you what are you going to when is this job or type of job going to happen? Um, you know, we're going through some hiring fairs. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do some other things that probably a little little off the beaten path. But you know, we, but you're we, an out of the box thinker. Right? That, that, we, we we try. I, I'm not my uh, my HR leader is she's doing a <laughs> hell of a job. That's awesome. So but but at the at the I would be lying if if I didn't say that I wasn't a little worried because you're right. Everybody had I, where where I came from. We we were a manufacturing, heavy manufacturing industry and we continually had issues with, with trying to keep people employed and trying to get them to come to work and, and all those things and and it, it's part of it's part of what's out there today. But you know, I think Vobev has found a way to empower the people, I think give pay that that merits what they're doing. Um Good benefits our goal vobav's goal is to really be an employer of choice in the salt lake valley we're not there yet because we're a startup but we're laying the groundwork for that to happen and we are very dedicated to that
0: that's awesome well um it's it's a it's a monday after a potentially tough weekend for you are you a packers <laughs> fan
1: I, I did watch the game. Yes, I'm I so did. sorry. <laughs>
0: and uh, and then you also came from Columbus, but yeah. you're, you, are you an Ohio State I, fan? I, I,
1: I am not. And, okay. And, and and what happened was okay. Okay, I was going to say I, <laughs> it would have been a tough one. Yeah, I right, think. Right.
0: I think for you, but yeah. Uh, well, this has been. I'm I'm excited as like a person who loves innovation, who is in the packaging industry, and is like. A person who lives in Utah who does not want to leave just to follow what you guys are doing Um, I know I would guess that whatever is happening today you know the best laid plans of you know five years it's probably gonna be pretty malleable right like you hold this stuff loosely um, but the the explosion of of aluminum in the packaging industry has been encouraging The recyclability of it the sustainable message of not even just the sustainable message of not shipping truck loads and trailer loads and you know shipping containers full of aluminum cans and just making it and yep. filling it yep. is has got to be a really powerful story from a from a sustainability perspective so i'm i'm pumped that you guys are here and i'm, I'm excited to kind of follow the story for sure
1: yeah uh, and i think you're you're absolutely right and and what's i think what's neat is we continue to learn every day about some of these things that we didn't even think about with vobel you know uh, one of the things that I think is going to come out of this is Salt Lake City is going to be looked at as as one of those beverage hubs because we're going to bring business here. We're going to bring people here. We have uh, we have aspirations of, of of doing other things with customers and and you know and, and all these things. So I, I think you know again to, to your point, there's probably a lightly sketched pencil <laughs> sketch of. Of of where we're gonna be, and we're gonna we're we'll probably rewrite that like every day. Yeah. But it's it's gonna be a really neat ride, and I think at the end of the day, we're gonna we're gonna together, Salt Lake, Volbev, Utah, we'll find a way to make this thing work to places that we probably aren't even thinking right now. Yeah. That's the cool thing.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, how do people get in touch with? with VoBev. Absolutely.
1: V O B E V V-O-B-E-V.com. We also have a LinkedIn presence, so you can find us on LinkedIn. And starting, uh, actually, when this podcast airs, you'll be able to find us on Twitter. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Are you going to run the Twitter? I
1: am not. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that guy.
0: I am not. <laughs> I, I'm very active on LinkedIn, and yep. that is it. Yep. I do. I, I don't have any other social media presence, which... I've tried and I'm just like, oh, I can't, I can't handle it. So yeah. Eric, this has been great. Uh, thanks so much. And man, what a, what an awesome view and an awesome conversation and a great company to have this first in-person interview in That's almost right. two years. It's been pretty wild. So
1: I'm, I'm happy that you came. Thank you for your time. Yeah. I really appreciate it and, and come back sometime.
0: I'm, I'm, well, I'm going to, especially if we get to hang out here in this, <laughs> this office,
1: appreciate it, Eric. Thanks. Right. Very good. Thank you.
0: That's it for another episode of the People of Packaging podcast. Please remember to subscribe and share because we believe that packaging is awesome. We also are so excited for our sponsors, SpecWrite and IoT. You can check out SpecWrite at specwright.com backslash pkg or PackIoT at packiot.com. Thanks, everybody. Till next week.